Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candice, the original Money Mindset Queen, and I'm so excited to have you back here with me for episode 11. Could you believe that we've made it to episode 11, Tribe? I thank you so much. If you've been listening since episode one, I thank you. If you're picking it up today and listening for the first time, I thank you. I thank you for being here. I thank you for being my community and being my tribe. And I just cannot wait to continue to pour into you. I'll share really quickly that this is episode 11, which is the second to last episode in this season. So I have got so much in store for you guys over the next couple episodes and going into season two that I just can't contain myself. So I hope that your morning, afternoon, or evening are going really well. I hope that you are focused on your goals today and you are going after what you deserve. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Typically, I start the episode off by sharing a little bit about the last episode. Episode 10 was the five most important money lessons that I've learned over my financial journey. Very simple and probably fairly general. If you have a moment after this, go back, take a listen, tell me what you think. Leave me a review, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, Send me a message on Facebook, wherever you communicate with me. Let me know what you think. But those five money lessons were really, really important to me during my journey. And I actually still revert back to those lessons anytime I find myself in any sort of confused state as it relates to my finances, right? Like, should I get that car? It's really pretty and shiny, but this is the ultimate goal I have, right? Should I do this? Should I make this purchase, et cetera, et cetera, So. If you have some extra time after this episode, please jump back to episode 10. And to be honest with you, it's a beautiful time to go ahead and just binge the whole podcast because there's only 10, well, now 11, there's only 11 episodes out there and I am getting ready to go in really, really big on season two. We're going to go into very specific and exclusive ways to build credit, to save money, to budget, to invest money, and all of that. So we're going to go into some really deep topics. We're going to go really in depth into what it looks like to nurture and achieve financial freedom in our lives as women. So uh, let's jump into episode 11. Today, I want to talk to you guys about education. And when I say education, I want to talk about what it looks like to educate yourself. You can hire financial advisors. You could hire people to help you. And in fact, you should, right? It's almost necessary. But the education that we provide for ourselves, whether we're reading articles online, whether we are reading books, et cetera, et cetera, 
those are just as important as the things that we learn with the people we hire, right? What information are you feeding yourself? What kind of things are you looking at in the morning in your free time or in the evening in your free time or in the or on the weekends, right? What are you listening to? I'm also into audiobooks. But we're going to name this episode The Rich Girl Summer Reading List. The reason I'm going to go ahead and share some of these books that I've read in my financial journey is because I find it very important to make sure you do your own research, to make sure that you comprehend these concepts on your own. We can depend on our resources, but so much. We've got to go out there and do the research. Personally, I enjoy reading. I've got a ton of books at home. And during my financial journey, I found it important to read books about finances. I obviously hired a financial advisor. I obviously hired a credit repair person. And they obviously educated me on finances. And I decided that I was going to take it a step further and, you know, Google, right? What are the best books for finances, et cetera, et cetera. And and not just that, but I was in school at the time that I decided I wanted better credit, a better apartment, et cetera, et cetera. And I was taking a course that actually recommended these financial books. I didn't know the meaning. I didn't know the impact that these books would have on my life today when I was told to read them, right? So you might take out a pen and paper and write these books down and write the author's names down. And you might say, I'm going to read these books. You might even order them, but I'm guilty of it, right? I am someone who uh, loves to order books. And what happens is I end up uh, sometimes just leaving them on the shelf. During my financial journey, in the beginning of it, I made a commitment. I said each night, because let me back up. If you notice, when you decide to embark on a journey in life, you tend to set up a routine, right? If you are embarking on a spiritual journey, you might say every morning at 6 a.m., I'm going to read my devotional for 30 minutes, right? I'm going to read scriptures for 30 minutes. If you decide that you want to lose weight, You say, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour. You spend two hours on Sunday meal prepping, right? So whatever journeys you embark on in life, you will notice that you attach a routine to them. And so that's what I did with my financial journey. I attached a routine to them. It's just like sending money to a savings account. That's a routine. You are telling your money where to go. You're saying, look, as soon as I get paid, I want $400 to go here because I am saving up for X, Y, Z, right? So I decided that I was going to read every night for 30 minutes. I had a very hectic schedule at the time, right? But I decided that I was going to read every night for 30 minutes. So I would get up and go to class. Once I was done with my classes for the day, I would probably go to work and Once I was done with work, I would head home and it would be pretty late and I would need to eat, but I was determined to stay up and read for 30 minutes. 
And it was one of these few books. I'm going to throw some bonus books in there, but I'm going to tell you the three main books that I read during my financial journey that really helped me understand what building wealth is about, what getting your credit together is about, what eliminating debt is about, and what that means for your life, what impact that has on your life, right? I wanted to learn more about the dream. Why do we want to be financially free? We have learned how to survive. Why do we want to be financially free? Well, at the time, I didn't know what being financially free got you. I didn't know that you leverage your credit to get more credit or more money, right? I didn't know these things. And so the secrets were in the books, right? My credit repair company at the time repaired my credit. So I later on in life decided to find out how to repair credit, but they didn't tell me or educate me on how to repair credit. They just repaired my credit. My financial advisor, on the other hand, she was the one who was sort of educating me. She asked me very thorough questions and it made me think. It made me think about my future, what I wanted, what my goals were. But there were still additional things that I wanted to learn about finances. So let's kick off with the first book. Think and Grow Rich, okay? The title is Think and Grow Rich. The author is Napoleon Hill, has been deemed the granddaddy of all motivational literature. It's one of the first books that asks a very simple question. What makes a winner? What makes a winner? So it's, It's called Think and Grow Rich because obviously you know why we're here. We're here to change our mindset. We are the money mindset queens, right? So when it comes down to it, you have to think. First, you have to think (laughs) rich and then you grow in that, right? This book essentially tells stories about how millionaires and billionaires created their wealth. How did they get there? What did they do? What were their what was their mindset? Right? So Think and Grow Rich was a huge book. It was monumental for me during my financial journey. I started my financial journey while I was still in college and as many of you know who have gone to college, you're broke in college for the most part. I happen to be getting money. Right. I happened to I kept a job starting my sophomore year. I kept a job from then through. I had a job before I went to college. If you've listened to the previous episodes, you already know the vibes. I've been working for a long time because I've always wanted to have my own money. Even when people were giving me money, whether it was my family, whether it was a boyfriend, I always wanted to get my own money, period. I wanted my own check. I'm still that way till this day. (laughs) So Think and Grow Rich told me the stories about how people became millionaires and billionaires. And I highlighted and I took notes and I still apply a lot of that to my day-to-day journey. Book number two is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. 
Some of you have probably heard about this book already. Some of you have probably read it. But the type of concepts that this book covers are incredible. Essentially, what the author of this book does is he tells us the story of his two dads, quote, unquote. It's his real dad, and then it's his dad's best friend. His dad is the poor dad. His biological father, he's the poor dad. His dad's best friend is the rich dad. So the way that both men approached money is what essentially created this masterpiece of a book, right? So he compares the two journeys in the book and it shows us, again, that mindset is everything, but it shows us the methods that the poor dad and the the mindset and the method that the poor dad applied and the the method and the mindset that the rich dad applied to life. You don't have to earn a lot of money to become rich, right? Uh, rich people make money work for them. These very, what we would consider simple concepts are what they covered, but they went in deep because they're telling you a story so it's relatable. There's there's about, I, I want to say there's six lessons in the book in total. I want to say there's six. I could be mistaken. But the two that I want to touch on on this episode are, one, the rich don't work for money. And the second one is work to learn. Don't work for money, right? So the rich don't work for money. So the other day I was watching something. I was watching a show on Netflix and this has absolutely nothing to do. It it wasn't like a finance show. It had absolutely nothing to do with financial literacy or anything like that. But the man said, you know, he had this huge idea for work and, you know, somebody asked him like, hey, what was your motivation, et cetera. He was like, well, my motivation was to help people and to create something that will make life better. And so he uses the comparison to Steve Jobs. He was like, Steve Jobs didn't come out, didn't go out here to make money. He came out to make a difference, right? Like he he came out into the world to make a difference. That's where the rich don't work for money comes in for me, right? So when you think about that concept, if money is your only motivation, it's going to be very difficult to find passion in what you do. You're going to make a whole lot of money, but are you going to enjoy it? And are you going to enjoy what you do every day? Which is why I go back to the first point I made from the book that you don't have to earn a lot of money to be rich. You just have to apply rich dad methods to your financial journey. You have to, again, I mean, think and grow rich. And you have to think like the rich dad at the end of the day, right? Like, I think he says something like, there's a difference between being poor and being broke, right? Like, broke is temporary, You could always figure out how to get some money. Poor is eternal. Okay? That's the whole thing about it. (laughs) There's a total difference between being poor and broke. Poor is a mindset. 
and rich is a mindset. Okay. So that is my second book recommendation. That is the second book on the rich girl summer reading list. The third book is pay yourself first by Jesse Brown. Pay yourself first teaches us that when you get paid, when you make any sort of income, you need to pay yourself first. It's very self-explanatory. I know. I get that. The title self-explanatory, but the concepts in the book, the way that they break down why you should pay yourself first is the magic. A lot of people know like, oh, well, I can't stay broke, right? Like, so I'm going to make sure that, you know, once I pay all of my bills, whatever's left over, like I'm really going to stretch that for the next week or two weeks or month, et cetera. When in reality, you need to set some money aside for yourself first, and then you need to pay all of your bills. And that's what this book teaches us. So when you see the title, right? Pay yourself first. Oh, that seems pretty easy. But the reality is most people do it backwards. Most people pay all their bills, then come back and say, oh, I've got this much left. Great. This is for me. It's a step-by-step instruction manual from an investment manager. (laughs) Who knew? If you want to hide something from us, right? Put it in a book, right? He literally gives us the instructions to buy a house, buy a car, retire rich, et cetera, et cetera. How to get out of debt, how to stay out of debt permanently, right? A lot of what I know is attributed to the literature that I read, right? So I want to share these gems with you because I feel like it's important for us to do the work. You're always going to be able to hire folks, but for us to do the work, we have to understand what these concepts in these books are, right? How to put time and money to work for you instead of against you, right? All I'm focused on right now, because y'all know y'all are on the journey with me. This isn't about me already being rich, teaching you how to be rich. We're getting rich together, right? So At the end of the day, my main goal is how do I make money and not trade it for my time? I don't want to, I don't want to trade money for time. I want to just make money and do what I want with my time. That is financial freedom in a nutshell. Okay. This book will teach you how to successfully manage money and make more. He's an investment manager. I mean, come on. (laughs) right? So I I share these books with you because sure, I can help you with all of this and I I can get your credit repaired and I can teach you how to budget and all of those things, but you still need to do the work. All of these books are on audio. Put them on while you're working out. It doesn't even need to be this whole, you know, sit down in a corner with a candle and it doesn't have to be a big event. A lot of people aren't reading too much these days because of audio books and I'm with it. You could work out, you know, like it saves you the time you would put into workout. Remember those 30 minutes I was setting aside every evening? I could have been listening to audiobooks on the way home from work, right? And and get my 30 minutes in that way. But there's so many resources for us. And at the end of the day, it's these very simple tools that are going to help us get ahead. 
right? The bonus, I got a bonus for (laughs) y'all. The bonus I have for you is two additional books that I think will be extremely, extremely useful to you during your financial journey. So the first one is Broke Millennial by Aaron Lowry. Now, the reason that I think this book is so is so instrumental to the journey is because it talks about the exact things that millennials are trying to accomplish. Home ownership, saving for retirement, investing, building your credit, managing debt, et cetera, et cetera. Everything I talk about, right? But Broke Millennial relates to millennials. I'm a millennial, but I'm not a millennial millennial. Mm-hmm. I'm in my mid thirties, so if you're if you are too, then you know what I mean when I say that. I'm not a millennial millennial, but based off of the year I was born, I'm considered a millennial. And the concepts in this book are extremely, extremely relatable. So that's one of the bonuses. The next bonus is your money or your life by Vicki Robin. What this book does is it essentially gives you, I want to say it's nine steps to transforming your relationship with money. And, And of course, as with any book teaching you about financial independence and literacy. Now, the reason that I enjoyed this book so much is because it speaks to that uh, anxiety that I spoke about earlier in this season, uh, financial anxiety, right? So it essentially helps you transform your relationship with money overall. And a lot of us who come from places that like I came from, or, you know, didn't have the financial education early on, have a very shaky relationship with money. We're afraid that we're not going to have enough. We're afraid that we'll, you know, get back broke again and things like that. And so that creates anxiety. And even when you're making, you know, enough money to be in a good space, you are still funny about it. It still, it still plagues you. You still think about, you know, losing money and you, you start to operate in a, there's not enough for me mentality right? Because we grew up trying to survive. We grew up trying to make sure we made it and, you know, we, we kept the lights on, et cetera, et cetera. But as you get older and you work really hard and you start to make a lot of money, you have to make sure that your relationship with money is not tarnished and that you can actually not just survive and live in a space of abundance, but enjoy the money that you make and live where you want to live and drive what you want to drive and just have what you want to have. At the end of the day, like we're rich girls. We like nice things, nice purses. We like to go out and blow a bag. I love the, the, I love the term that says like, you know, uh, minority women specifically, right? Like I believe the saying is that minority women with good corporate jobs or good income spend money like drug dealers. I love that saying because it's absolutely true. When I go out with my girlfriends, we blow a bag every time. We're popping bottles. Um, It's mostly at brunch because y'all already know I got a bedtime. But yeah, like we like to spend money. So at the end of the day, as rich girls, we like nice things and we want to spend money. So we have to make sure that our relationship with money is intact. 
so that we can actually enjoy it and enjoy the abundance that we have created. So I hope you guys had a pen and a notepad and wrote down some of the titles of these books and the authors of these books because they are going to be super impactful to your financial journey. They are all on audiobooks as well. If you are as busy as I am, please just take the time to get into one or all of these books as this is the Rich Girl Summer Reading List. Reading doesn't stop after the summer's up. You can make it your Rich Girl Fall Reading List, whatever it is. Um, just get into these books. A few, The first three that I named that are the main books are a little older, but I promise you the concepts remain true today. So I thank you guys so much for joining me. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you take something from it as it relates to these books that I shared. As always, please feel free to check me out on social media. I am at Your Credit Queen on Instagram. The links are down in the notes of the podcast. I thank you so much for joining me again. And I so look forward to episode 12. Remember, episode 12 is the last episode in season one. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up season one really nice with a bow. And I'm going to get into some of the topics that I'm going to go into in season two. So I'm super excited to share those with you. And I can't wait to see you again next Monday. As always, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thanks so much for tuning in. Toodles. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.